Loretta asked. It's already cold, Mama said. She got out a long box and unrolled foil from it to cover the plate. Then she set Daddy's dinner with its silver blanket in the oven. I'm going to check on the baby. Sonny, you finish that and get ready for bed. When she was out of the kitchen, Loretta said, She'll send me to bed, too. We never get to see the good stuff. I stood still, trying to think what she meant. Loretta whapped me on the chest with a dish towel. Stop thinking, Sonny. You'll have a spell. So I put the last plate on the counter and went upstairs and got into my new summer PJs with the white sailboats painted on them. I'd already had a bath back when we were hoping to eat with Daddy. I sat on my pillow with my knees up to my chin, then slid myself between the sheets like you put your hand in your pocket. That way nothing can snatch me in the night. The phone ringing woke me up. And Mama's voice. We're just fine, Rue. Oh, it was Aunt Rue. That was good. Well, no, he's not. But that doesn't mean... She was quiet for a minute, listening. Tell her I said she's a liar then. A filthy liar. And you, of all people, shouldn't listen to her. Mama slammed down the phone. My mama doesn't say liar or filthy. I slid out of the bed pocket to sit on the stairs, in the shadows where she couldn't see me. I had to see if it really was my mama who said those words. But she had left the wide hall where the phone sits on the marble-top table and gone through the dark dining room to the kitchen. I heard a cupboard door open and then the rattle of dishes, and she came back with Daddy's supper on a tray. She balanced this by the phone. Then she took off her shoes. My mama doesn't go barefooted. Even if she has on her nightclothes, she wears slippers. I got sleepy, but the oof of the front door woke me. It sticks a little. Then Daddy said in his saved-for-night voice, Why, Selma? And Mama lifted that tray to her shoulder like a waitress and heaved it at him. You missed your dinner, but it didn't miss you, Mama said. I am really going to have to forget the crash and splush and clack of that china and silver, that roast beef and creamed corn, and that little tray with the butterflies on it, and Daddy yelling, God damn it! And Mama saying, You think I don't know you're up to no good? This is humiliating, Leon. Even Rue's neighbor knew you weren't home. Why you want to throw away your plateful in this life, I do not know. But you threw it, Mama, I wanted to say. Why didn't you go to bed like you told us to? Why didn't you just forget it? Daddy bent over the mess and got a glob of corn on his finger. Then he came up to Mama and wiped it on her cheek. Because I don't like the food, he said. And she slapped him across the face. It sounded like little thunder, and I let go my breath and the pee I'd been holding. I couldn't run to the toilet because they'd hear me. I just let it happen, like everything else. There must have been a dipper full. Then together, they picked up the broken dishes, put them on the tray, and went out to the kitchen. Later, Daddy came back with a rag. I knew then to run get in bed, because in a minute... They'd be coming up the stairs.
Nobody woke me up today. Just too much light. No smell of breakfast. No baby crying. From the top of the stairs, I saw suitcases in the hall. The front door was open. I ran down and out, summer grass licking my feet. Daddy was loading the car. I jumped on his back, and he almost lost his balance. Hey, son, he said. I didn't answer. I could feel sweat through the white shirt I'd watched Mamby iron yesterday. He straightened up. No time to play monkey, he said. I didn't move. His backbone was knobby against my cheek. His suspender so close to my eye looked like a road. I said, get down, Sonny. I did, but I held his arm as I slid, and then I bit him on the meaty part of his hand.